Hi there, my name is Pete. This is Social Distancer. Welcome along. So John Edmonds, he's making the old news again, isn't he? He can't keep his mouth shut, old Edmonds, he. He was giving a, uh, a evidence, or certainly speaking to, the Select Committee on um, Science and Technology. And I think it's chaired by... Who is that? Is that Greg Clark? I don't know. Kind of dull-looking white guy with glasses looks like a fucking politician don't know what his name is anyway Edmonds' answer to this is really brilliant, it's making news rightly so and the question, you know, needs to be included so here's the dull fucker first based on the the current measures uh, what is the trajectory looking like in terms of the number of cases um, and pressure on the NHS and ultimately deaths based on what we're doing at the moment. Quite gloomy. Give us, give us a bit more detail uh, on that. At the beginning of the pandemic, um, uh, we were, we had some forecasts that were, were made that the, the capacity of the NHS would be just about contained. Um, but where are we? On a comparative basis. So we're, it, it, of course, it's very regional at the moment, um, uh, but we're already, I mean, in Liverpool, I believe uh, elective operations are already being cancelled. So we're already at the, the, the stage where that's under, the, the, they're under strain. Um, elsewhere in the north, uh, elsewhere in the northwest in particular, but also in the north and, and Yorkshire, it's not very far behind. Um, so we are already. Um, at the point or getting close to the point where the health service in much of the north will be under strain in the next few weeks and um you know as you as you probably know even if we stop things now cases in, and hospitalizations would continue to go up for the next 10 days two weeks because they're already baked into the system they've already been infected uh, and and they but it would take some time to be hospitalized and the same goes for deaths I think, um, you know, if you look at the uh, look where we are, there's no way we come out of this wave now with, without counting our deaths in the tens of thousands. In this wave, and when do you expect the, the peak to be based on the projections that you... you well, if we leave, if we don't take any, any additional measures, if we just leave it as it is, um, and uh, then, you know, we'll see peaks um, in the northwest probably in the next four to six weeks um, and uh, and then the rest of the country are, are, are weeks behind so we'll we'll see peaks around Christmas and the new year of very severe numbers of, ca- of cases um, throughout the, the UK um, I mean it's slower and lower in, in, in the sort of southwest and southeast uh, but, uh, but in the more kind of urban centers in the UK then that's the sort of uh, thing that we're looking at very large numbers of cases um, hundreds of deaths a day um, occurring. I mean, I don't think it's going to reach the, the, the heights of the epidemic in in March and April uh, quite, but it will be, um, but in many parts, and it may it may may already uh, be quite similar to the heights. I mean, in, in already, I think, in, in Liverpool, they've got more people hospitalised now than they ever did in, 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 in March and April. So I think, um, I think we are looking at uh, quite a quite a, a bleak situation, unless we take action, and we have to take action 
not, and as I say, I don't think we should be taking action just specifically in, in the highest risk areas, but I think we need to take action everywhere else to stop them getting into those uh, uh, sort of that, that kind of rather perilous position. And has SAGE modelled the, the impact of the measures that it's recommended uh, in terms of the, the cases, hospitalisations and deaths? So, uh, I, you know, when you say SAGE, it's, it, it's the different groups around the country. Yes, we have looked at, 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 at so my own group has looked at, and they're looking at the moment at different options uh, for different uh, non-pharmaceutical interventions for this coming, uh, you know, winter. Um, I think you probably saw, I mean, Matt Keeling did some really nice work at Warwick uh, Matt, uh, on the impact of the uh, circuit breakers some time ago that was, I think, published or released a, a couple of weeks ago now. Has so, yes, the many of these considered these different um, studies to form a consensus view. Well, we haven't specifically been asked to look at different policies, um, quite honestly. So, uh, nobody's asking us to say, well, what should we do here? Um, should we? So, these are things that we've really taken on ourselves and decided to look at ourselves. Thank you. I'm very grateful uh, to all three. Extraordinary. So at the end point is probably the most, not the one that's getting the headlines, but probably the most interesting. The government haven't asked SAGE, these are the options that we're thinking of. Can you go away and work out the maths, work out the model and come back and say, you know, if we do this, how many deaths, how many hospitalizations? If we do this, how many deaths, how many hospitalizations, etc., etc. They haven't even fucking asked Sage. So Sage, and like John Oden says, it's basically like different, you know, uh, teams out of different universities, um, kind of doing this work. Sage are doing it themselves because, of course, they're interested to find out. Okay, if there is a circuit break for a couple of weeks, then what does that do to the numbers? And he's talked about the guy from. Um, Warwick who did that and that's the thing on the 21st of September when based on that um, you know that modeling Sage says yeah we think that you should do a circuit break now on the 21st of September well now it's the 21st of October 21st of October we still don't have a fucking circuit break and the uh, half term starts in two days time Two days time in PMQs, and I'll get to it, old uh, Starmer was saying now's your last chance to put a circuit break in to make the opportunity, like make the most of the opportunity of schools not being open for a week, you know. Um, but they don't even have the fucking wherewithal to ask Sage to do the basic, you know, uh, mitigation, you know, it's unbelievable. And of course, the thing that is getting the headlines is the, I mean, very scary prospect that we are going to face tens of thousands of deaths between now and Christmas. I mean, you know, yesterday there were uh, over 240 people reported dead within the 28-day period. Today it's gone down a little bit, but, you know, still way over 100 people reported dead today. And it would just go on and on and on. So it's shocking stuff from uh, John Edmonds, but of course not surprising whatsoever. And earlier earlier on he was asked about this idea of a um, circuit break 
And it'd be no surprise, you know, having heard what you just said, uh, that he thinks that's a good idea. But listen to what he says. It's really interesting on tier three and the logic behind tier three. How cautious should we be? And, uh, and are we getting the balance right? Um, I think we are not being as cautious as I would like us to be. Um, I think uh, it's pretty clear cases of me going up quite fast. I think what worries me a little bit is, is really where the strategy leads to at the moment. So the, the, the kind of targeted strategy, the tiered strategy, if you think it through, where that leads to is a high level of incidents everywhere. Because um, let's say that tier three works and, and, and keeps the reproduction number at about about one. And I, I don't think anybody really thinks it's going to reduce it to less than one. So let's assume it, it, it manages to get the reproduction number to about one. That means that um, in Liverpool and Manchester and the, the Northwest now, we'll keep the incidents at this high level, which is putting hospitals under strain and, and causing significant numbers of deaths. And we're going to keep it at that high level now for the foreseeable future. And then a few weeks later, the Midlands goes into uh, tier three and we keep the level. So we then keep the Midlands at a high level of incidence for the foreseeable future. And then London is shortly after and we keep London. So what that means by logical extension of this is that we all end up at a high level of incidence uh, where hospitals are really under stretch and, uh, and we have large numbers of deaths. So that, for me, is the logical conclusion of this strategy that we're following. And I think that that's, I would not follow that, that strategy. And then final, final, very short question is, so uh, in that situation, would you, uh, would you argue that uh, a, a short, sharp circuit break would uh, help suppress the virus and uh, give um, testing and tracing uh, a, a greater purpose for controlling the virus into the future? Yes, that's the purpose of it. So if, if, you, if you hold the incidents, if you put the measures in place so that incidents stays um, roughly the same, so the measures are there, the, the more longer term measures are there to hold the reproduction number, let's say at about one, but if you go through a circuit breaker um, first, um, then that would reduce incidence for a few weeks. And maybe, but if you do a very stringent one, uh, maybe you can halve the incidence. So instead of holding the incidence at this high level, uh, where hospitals are under strain, you hold it at a lower level, where they're not under such strain. That's one option. Or you move to, to tier three everywhere now, and so places which haven't got to the point where hospitals are under strain, uh, you keep the level, you keep them at that level now. Thank you for stopping them getting there. Thank you. Um, let me turn to James Davis. Um... No, let's not turn to James Davis. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. The logic of um, the tier system is that you just keep going up and up and up. And we know that tier two doesn't work because bloody Manchester has been in tier two since june for crying out loud you know tier one is well you know no change essentially no change and just be a, don't have parties <laughs> i mean that's what tier one is tier two is don't have parties and um also reduce your number of contacts inside and uh, you know that's it i mean it's unbelievable tier three 
is eat in fucking Weatherspoons every fucking meal. So it's only going one way. We know it's only going one way. Uh, but it's really good that he spoke out. And it's really good that he's not one of these timid fucking idiots. Like old, what happened to old Johnny Tam Van Tammy Dan? You know, he was asked yesterday, was it yesterday or whenever it was, on Monday, that, you know, okay, so a month ago, Sage said, let's do a circuit break. Do you agree with that? Uh, he's standing there next to Sausage Johnson and weirdly he says, oh no, I think the regional approach is the right one. Well, I don't know, second, pal. What about a month ago? It's only got worse. Like it's, everything has got worse four times than a month ago. Yeah, everything is quadrupled. Quadrupled. Everything has quadrupled um, since a month ago. So at least John Edmonds has got the balls to say what he thinks about all of this. So let's um, listen in to what Barack Obama is saying. He's speaking live in Philadelphia. And um, there's a real uh, get out the vote effort happening in Philly at the moment because they didn't come out for Hillary. And, um, you know, as we all know, they bloody lost Pennsylvania, the fucking Democrats. So um, uh, Barack Obama's there. So let's listen to what he's saying. seen something like this for a hundred years but the degree of incompetence and misinformation the number of people who might not have died had we just done the basics the degree to which it has impacted low-income communities so disproportionately That's something that I'm I'm not just com- I'm not just confident that it can be fixed. There's proof. Canada, right across the border. You've got 39% fewer deaths. Almost 40%. <laughs> There we go. Ah, speaking very bloody slowly. He's probably got notes, but he's not an elector. It's more like a kind of off-the-cuff meeting. Build as a meeting with community leaders. Very slow, isn't he? What's wrong with him? Anyway, um, oh, uh, Sam Elliott. You know old Sam Elliott, that cowboy uh, fucking gruff-voiced fucker who was in uh, that song. No, not the song. In the song, in that musical film, A Star Is Born, he plays um, the dude's brother, you know, the the old brother, very, uh, you know, dodgy casting, because Sam Elliott is about 70, and um, who's the guy that was in A Star Is Born, directed it as well? You know who I mean, the guy that plays Rocket Ralph, Rocket, Rocket Raccoon. (laughs) He's only about 40, isn't he? I think he's probably younger than me. Um, anyways, like ludicrous casting, but Sam Elliott has done this video, like did the narration for this lovely, beautiful video about Americans coming together for old, um, you know, Biden 
and it's as slow as it's as slow as uh, paint drying something's really slow what's slow I'm bloody slow at the moment right anyway where are we with the number of people that have voted so far thank you to now this is a a, um, a website that you can check it's called elect project um, the election so it's the the, UL, the US elections project that's what it's called I think it's electproject.com is it maybe I'm not sure but anyway, if you just Google US Elections Project, you'll see the numbers. And I'm um, really enamoured by this because I love a big number. And hey, this is a big number. The number of people that have voted so far up and down the country in the United States, 41 and a half million people. Absolutely incredible. 30% of all votes cast last time have already been voted, have already been cast this time and get this you'll never believe this in texas nearly 60 percent of the uh, votes cast in texas have already been cast in florida 38 percent of the total from 2016 have already been cast in new jersey it's 50 percent of all i mean new jersey doesn't matter but it does matter if you're living in new jersey of course north carolina which is a big swing state this year 45%, okay? So, you know, we've still got, um, what, 13 days, 12 days left? Yeah, 13 days left. So it's a long time, isn't it? A long time. So the, um, you know, it's looking pretty tasty. And I think that's all good for reasons I've mentioned already. All good for Biden. Really good for Biden, yeah. And, um, you know, it's not only, obviously, of, of course... You know, it's not only um, Democrats that are getting out the vote, but we do know that because of Trump's thing of, you know, kind of misrepresenting the safety of uh, voting by mail, that more Democrats are doing that. And um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll obviously, it'll all shake down. There is only one America. No Democratic rivers, no Republican mountains, just this great land and all that's possible on it with a fresh start. Cures we can find, futures we can shape. Fucking slow, isn't it? Jesus Christ. Right, there's Sam Elliott with old um, Billy Bunting as his brother, who's about 30 years younger. And um, so there's a poll that's just come out, Alaska. Alaska is as red as you get. Well, not as red as you get, but it's red, red, red. And Trump is only five points ahead. In 2016, Trump won Alaska by 15 points. He's only five points ahead in this latest poll. And I know it's one poll and all the bloody rest of it, but it uh, indicates how, you know, like I've been saying for a few episodes now, I think it's becoming toxic. Toxic! And if you are a Republican, you are, you know, trying to, well, a certain kind of Republican is um, trying to distance themselves from Trump. And, you know, this, this is why Trump has got to go to Georgia, for crying out loud. I mean, nobody expected two weeks before the election 
that Trump will be having to go to Georgia. Georgia is not a swing state. Georgia is a red state. So, you know, what is going on? Well, we don't talk about this, and I'm uh, cautious, and I'm still sticking to the 334 um, Electoral College map. You probably know the older states that I'm saying he's going to pick up. Florida is the big one, and also, um, you know, Arizona, North Carolina, and then we've got the three that he needs to get in order to win. Biden, which is Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. I think that's going to be the map that gets him to 334. Um, Iowa's looking close. Georgia's looking close. What? Biden's ahead in Georgia. Biden is just about ahead in Florida, and I think he is going to get Florida because of the old people. The old people. And But he doesn't need Florida. He doesn't need Arizona. He doesn't need North Carolina. He can win just with Pennsylvania, Michigan and Wisconsin. So I think it is going to be Biden's. But there's a possibility that he picks up um, Georgia. And the idea that, and also Ohio as well, which I don't think he's going to win, but there's a possibility that Biden gets that. And the idea that, you know, Trump has to spend time, quality time, you know, it's the president, for fuck's sake. And he doesn't get sent to Georgia unless they're terrified that he's going to lose it. It's incredible. So PMQs, um, Starmer was very good. I think he's basically kind of on the winning side, obviously, I think that, of the argument. He's got Sage behind him. He's got John Edmonds behind him. He's got 65% of the UK public who are wanting more restrictions yeah and he's got Johnson on the ropes it's only a matter of time again Johnson didn't roll out a um, a circuit break he's just saying that he's not going to do it now but you know obviously with Evans making um, making the headlines today it's more and more pressure and Stammer was very effective listen to this listen to this I really think the Prime Minister's crossed a Rubicon here, not just with the miserly way that he's treated Greater Manchester, but the grub it, take it or leave it way these local deals are being done. It's corrosive to public trust to pit region against region, mayor against mayor, council against council, asking them to trade away their businesses and jobs. We need a one nation approach. So there we go, we need a one nation approach. And he's absolutely right. I mean, it's like so myopic and, you know, just like today's headlines, bullshit from Sausage Johnson and his entire government, you know, saying, oh, yes, Steve Rotherman's really good because he fucking worked with us in Liverpool. And, um, you know, Andy Burnham, what the fuck is Andy Burnham doing? All he cares about is, you know, showboating and posturing. You know, give it a fucking break. Mayor of Tickletown was a right treat to work with. Little Mayor of Tickletown. I'm the mayor! <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Mayor of Tickletown's fucking beautiful to work with. Such a wonderful collaborator. And, uh, yeah, he's absolutely right. Old Stam, the Stam the arm. Stam the arm. He's got a good arm. Do you, Fauci, the Fauci attack is really weird. Like, to people that don't know baseball... Apparently, if you throw a ball badly, a baseball, 
You can describe this bad ball thrower as someone with a bad arm. <laughs> so Trump has been calling Fauci, who is like, I think he's 79, and he was invited by some fucking baseball uh, team to throw a ball, which apparently is a big deal. A third of my audience are like, oh, you fucking talking fucking shit about my fucking baseball. I love the fucking baseball. Well, we don't understand baseball. Right? I don't like cricket. My dad loved cricket, but cricket is fucking rubbish. But anyway, controversial. But um, I quite like baseball, don't get me wrong. But anyway, this bad arm thing, I don't like baseball. Who the fuck am I kidding? <laughs> For this bad arm thing, it just seems like odd, just really odd to describe someone with a bad arm. Anyway, Starm the Arm. Um, yeah, he's got a good point there, isn't he? I don't know what happened to that vote. I imagine they fucking lost the vote because old um, Bojo's got a massive, massive majority. interesting um, final um, what's the word debate between the two I expect Trump will go hard on Hunter Biden which is this bullshit story I haven't even bothered it's just Russian disinformation we know that the FBI are investigating whether it is and it really looks like it is and old Borat's mate that fucking dodgy old fucker uh, Mayor Giuliani, Giuliani, who um, has only got a career because of 9/11, because he um, attended the funeral of the people that died in 9/11, and everyone thought, oh, therefore he's a good mayor. But he was fucking tanking as a mayor before that, and he's still, like, unbelievably, he's still somehow relevant in the kind of Trump universe. But he's a dodgy motherfucker and has been for years, Giuliani. And anyway, he's caught with his old paddy pants down in the old in the new Borat film, which is nice. 
and he uh, stumbled in. He tried to sell this story to Fox News, the Hunter Biden story, and Fox News said, "No, <laughs> no thanks." <laughs> I mean, you know, you're onto a stinker when Fox News turns you down, you know. So he managed to hoik it to some fucking tabloid owned by Murdoch in New York, and they, you know, and so in right wing, um, in the right wing kind of fucking circles in uh, in the States it's a big deal but it's bullshit it's utter bullshit it's Russian disinformation you know the FBI are checking you know, like you know where, where did you get this bollocks from and um, but but Trump's going to go with it obviously because he knows that uh, it's going to get under Biden's skin and Biden, as difficult it is, as it is going to be for him, just needs to kind of keep cool, not make any mistakes. 41 million votes in the, you know, like have been cast already. We don't really know the kind of breakdown because not all, um, well, you fucking know all this because it's sort of more than I have a bloody talk about these days, isn't it? Not all um, states ask you to give your, uh, you know, party affiliation. Having said that, um, more Democrats are voting than Republicans, and more people that didn't vote in 2016 are um, kind of coming out, as it were, as Democrats. Uh, and also, what you've got to remember as well is that just because you say that you're a Republican, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're voting for Trump. You know, what's his name? Didn't vote for Trump, old um, Mitt Romney. He didn't say that he voted for Biden, but who else are you going to fucking vote for? Do you know what I mean? I don't think he's voting for, you know, Kanye West, you know? So, um, anyway, we'll see what happens with all of that. Now, let's take a look. Let's see. Let's think about um, uh, a, a jellyfish. Let's think of the most beautiful jellyfish you've ever seen in your life. Translucent and iridescent walking in the sea with its little shoes on its little booties on and it's making funny little noises kind of like a gurgle noise you know the gurgle that the jellyfish makes one two three walk between the raindrops take care of yourself covid19 is in the community we need to be absolutely vigilant in terms of our own safety we need to realise that people are slipping all over the place. People are being complacent, left, right and centre. Don't take any bullshit for anyone. Remember your employment rights. Remember your basic, you know, kind of human rights, basically. And, you know, don't um, be put off the goal by anyone. The goal is to basically fucking survive for six months. And John Edmonds, as well as the, all the bad shit he told us, he said that he was pretty convinced that there's going to be a, um, a vaccine, um, you know, towards the end of the winter, maybe this, maybe the end of this year, certainly like early next year. So it's, you know, it's, it's very difficult at the moment. It's really, really difficult at the moment. And especially in Britain, we have no fucking idea. The, 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 the government has no idea what to do. I mean, they just have no idea what to do. They're putting party politics 
and you know tomorrow's headlines above everything and you know this fat fuck is like utterly incapable of being um, an even an adequate prime minister you know even an adequate prime minister you know like a john major for instance i would fucking pray for a john major now you know um but we don't have a fucking john major <laughs> we've got this prick anyway good night <laughs> thank you ever so much for listening next show is friday so it's going to be a really interesting review show um of the big debate uh what time is it low pride now like fucking two o'clock in the morning or something that's fun isn't it brilliant okay take care bye Thank you.